morning. Welcome to the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. We are in St. Paul, live at the River Center for the American Craft Council show. And it is busy. You should be here. You should come right now. We are like smack dab in the middle of the room. Yep. Um, and it is a very big room. It if is you, huge. If you've never been to this show, I mean, this this is, this is the year to do it. Uh, we're going to be here and we're going to tell you more about it. It's such a cool event. Craft really doesn't do it justice. No, so I don't think it's the right word. It's I don't really know what, one of the yeah. most um, impressive shows of its kind of made goods from um, really from national artists, from local design. I mean, I have already shopped for jewelry. I need about oh, 10 really? bags oh, at least. I haven't had a chance to do that. Yes. Um, I might just have to do one for each day of the month. Um, oh, it's Grant Whitaker. He's here too. Everybody's <laughs> here. Plaid. Of course he is, right? <laughs> and we're both wearing racer stripes today. We planned it out. Oh, did you? Um, oh. Yes. I so anyway, we will we'll tell you a little more about it. And, and there's a really cool event that I'm going to be... Um, I'm seeing after radio because I just can't get enough of the microphone. Oh, yeah. And that is sort of a mashup between interior designers and fashion stylists. So we'll Putting tell you. Putting it all together. Yeah, yeah. So we'll tell you about that a little bit too. But first, let's uh, let's touch on some of the big news stories from this week because there was a lot of shopping news. Shall we on. begin with rain boots. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. But I feel sorry for Target on this one. Okay. I, I'm not angry at them at all. Oh, I'm not angry. Well, but Did there I are, sound angry? No, you didn't. But <laughs> I'm I, angry. No, you didn't sound <laughs> angry. But I have heard people who are. This is their big collaboration with uh, Hunter. Right. So and this was, I mean, products. as as is the case with designer collaborations, they get a lot of hype. That's really yeah. their purpose. The The goal isn't, even if they sell out of all the merchandise, it's, okay. it's not about making, it's it's not about profits because it's a limited edition and right. it's not, it's about the buzz. And this collection um, garnered a lot of buzz in advance. Uh, they had and a, there are many they had a big festival in LA to yeah. launch it. I don't know why LA, but okay, whatever. It was Maybe a beautiful was sunny day. Nobody needed <laughs> oh, rain boots. Oh, they didn't. Okay. Anyway, um, but you know, big deal. But so they had 300 different products. They did coolers. They did jackets. They did products that Hunter hadn't ever done before, which is what Target is so good at. Yeah. Taking the brand and kind of the flavor of that brand and then broadening it out to other categories. But, that's... but let's be honest. The thing that everybody immediately associates, if they know the name Hunter, yeah. British heritage brand, they know women's tall rain boots. Right. That's, that's what they're looking the for. Product. That's the yeah. iconic Hunter product. It's the tall rain boots in every color. That's what everybody wants. The rain boots are not going to come out at all. So it, so the news at the beginning of the week, the collection launched last weekend, yeah. a week ago today, and there was a lot of confusion and some disappointment, and it was not a pretty day on Twitter for Target no. last Saturday. No. People were hashtag fail. A lot of people frustrated because they thought it was going to be in every store, and it wasn't. Now, it, it they never said be, it was no, going it was to, be to be in every store. supposed to be 800 of the 1800. Yeah, but a lot of people disappointed that it yeah. didn't, they didn't think it had as much you know, presence in the stores. Target said, look, we choose strategically you know, with more um, focus on online. We're, we're, you know, it's, the, it's the digital launch that's important. But the boots that everyone was looking for, not there. 
At all, at all. Here's the only thing I don't understand. They said they were having production problems. Right. So that's, it was, yes. They and, weren't up to Target standards. And back up for one second. Okay. They, they launched on Saturday, Target knowing that they had a problem. Obviously, the boots came in and they were not up to standards. Now, right. the, the Hunter boots are 150 bucks at least. And Target's Normally, version, yeah. yes, the Target's version was going to be $40. Yeah, so people so were very every, excited okay, about but this. Okay, this is what I don't understand. They announced on Friday, Target announced last Friday on their own website, on their corporate website, that there were some production delays and the boots would not be launching. Now, how many consumers are going to Target's corporate website? Probably not a lot. Yeah. The news got out. There were yeah, stories no, we wrote about, stories, other people right. wrote about it. Um, but I think there were a lot of people who didn't know and who went to the store Saturday and and we're shocked to find that the yeah. boots weren't there. But the question I have is, why during the production, while these are being made, is there not someone from Target yeah. that oversees that? Quality and, control. Right. And yeah. can see right then that, hey, these aren't coming out the way we expected Well, them? and we don't know exactly what, well, that, right. And I keep looking at all the great advertising they did and all the pictures of models in the boots. And I keep wondering, like, well, were those the boots? Were, were those samples the of the boots? Right. Boots. What did they use? And how did yeah. they not know that they, you know, or when they did samples, did it look okay? But then there was some glitch when they yeah. were doing the mass production. So I don't understand that part. Anyway, so so they so they said they were going to be delayed. They wouldn't commit to a time because they didn't want to disappoint people again. And then yesterday, they, Mark Triton, who's the head of um, merchandising, issued a statement saying, "We're very sorry." there will be no boots. Yeah. The boots just don't meet our standards. We can't release them. They owned it. They said, we are very sorry. Yep. We will do better next time. But so I, that's no, why boots. I, no boots for you. I feel sorry. <laughs> and you know what? The funny thing is, I really was thinking about it and was going to go over. Really? When, yes. When I got back in town, I thought, oh, this kind of weather, I don't really want to wear my winter boots, but I need boots with mm -hmm. the mess out there. And I thought about that, and then I read this. But I feel bad for Target on this one, other than the fact that I don't understand why they aren't involved with the production while it's happening well, to check yeah. on the control. But you know what? I admire them for saying, For owning hey, it. How do yeah. you guys feel? 651-641-1071 or we're of course on Twitter at Alley Shops at Harmony Kaplan. What do you think? I've, I've heard both. I've heard people, you know, I think at first it was kind of anger and frustration. I did have someone say just what you did yesterday that they really admired yeah. admired Target for just owning it. Mistakes happen. They do. They, you know, it, ha it happens with people. So, it happens with companies, you know? You know, I mean, the one thing that I would say, and this was a story that I told earlier in the week, and I talked to some branding experts and actually people who have worked for Target before, that Target might have... They wanted this to be about collaborating with Hunter the brand and sort of this whole lifestyle image. They probably underestimated how much people wanted those boots. Yeah, it was that the that boots That was the thing the they were products. coming for. Because I, they tried to, you know, of course, what are they going to do? They're going to downplay the boot. Oh, we've got, you know, all these other right. items come for those. And and most of it's sold out. I mean, it's That's what gone. I was going to ask you. Oh, it has. So it isn't yes. like that's left there. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, but at the same time... You know, I think the the frustration from people for not getting them is probably a better price to pay than having people get a bad product. Oh, absolutely, and have to return them you all can't, and be angry at Target for I that. I think that is harder to recover from. Yeah. That's harder to recover from, you know, when people get something and then, oh, you know, Target is selling right. crappy boots yep. that fall apart. Yep. You don't want that. No. So, um, yeah, that's the story. I would guess that in the future, 
they will be directly involved with. Well, I, we don't know that they aren't, control. and you know, and it would be interesting. But if maybe they at were, some point yeah. they will. I don't know. Probably they won't ever divulge. But it, it would be yeah. fascinating yeah. to know how a mistake on that level yeah. happens. I hope they do. I would think that would make them seem interesting more case human. study. Yeah, absolutely. No. Okay, so then the other kind of sad um, retail story this week is about the Bonton stores, yeah. which here it's mainly about Herbergers, Yonkers, if you live up north. Um, But Bonton, which declared bankruptcy back in February, had been looking for a buyer. Guess what, folks? There are no more buyers of department stores. Nobody who is in the department store business can afford it or wants it, and no one who else wants to get into that business. That's what's so sad. That I mean, they couldn't. It wasn't worth enough. No, wasn't worth enough. More more debt and liability than um, upside, and so they are liquidating the whole darn thing. More than 200 stores, including, I mean, in our market, 16 stores alone. Rosedale had just had. Didn't they just redo the whole store? They redid the entire store at Rosedale because of Von Mar coming in, and so that. That's the interesting thing, you know, dynamic there. I was just going to look up. I got a comment from someone at Rosedale um, about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Rosedale just redid their entire store because um, Von Mar is opening and a whole new wing to Rosedale in a few months. So here, you know, one step forward, one step yeah. back. Um, Southdale, yeah. you know, Southdale, Herbergers did a, I mean, they have only been there for seven years. Yeah, right. And right. Now, now, do you I, realize Southdale will have one anchor? One, I mean, if you if you think of department stores well, as right. the anchors, yeah. which really they're not anymore, but they will have one department store left. It's only Macy's. Because Lifetime will be taking over the spot. The that J.C. Penney's Penny is gone, in. and um, that's I it. I noticed in your article when I believe you talked to Dave Brennan. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to get I don't want to give his title wrong. He's, He's the head of the retail institute at St. Thomas, okay. and I believe he was the one who said that. They probably would have been better if they were in a place where there was a Nordstrom as an anchor because having Macy's and Herbergers as the anchors, they're both sort of middle of the road stores and attracting the same customers well, and that that yeah, didn't help Yeah, I mean, either. there's what's happened is everybody has gone to the middle, yeah. you know? I mean, and, and if you look at it, I mean, you've got like really, really high, you know, luxury and, and that's frankly, you know, Galleria has gone higher and yeah. so all of the higher end shopping has gone there, but there's just this glut in the middle between the discounters, all the department stores doing their own outlets yeah, and, right. you know, stores like Macy's and Herbergers and the couponing culture and it just, it hasn't, it hasn't worked out. So, the sale is on. The liquidation is on. I got an I got an email yesterday. You know, everything's going. Supposed you know, to be the, for ten or twelve about, weeks. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I was just going to read this really quickly. Um, I haven't even posted this yet, but I was talking to the general manager of Rosedale because I just think they're. I mean, Rosedale is going to be in a better position. I think it's it's this is going to be harder on a center like Northtown Mall in Blaine, which now has no what we consider traditional department mm. stores. Without Herbergers, that was the last one. You know, they've got Home Depot and Best Buy and 
that's fine. It's just yeah. a complete it's just a complete rethinking of what a mall is and what sure. purpose it serves. But you know, Rosedale is just interesting because they're in the middle of an expansion. Yeah. You know, and bad who, timing. So they've invested eighty million dollars, and they said that you know, of course, they're sad to see them go. This is the general manager of Rosedale. They're incredibly excited for the opportunity to complete to continue repositioning and transforming the shopping center. Too early to speculate on an exact replacement or reconfiguration, uh, which is probably more likely. But they're else. actively engaged in planning and design, and um, you know they're thinking about what is next and how to create place making. That's what that's what that they mean? call it. How to make it a place that you want to come to, and there there are you know, and then Rosedale probably is in the best position to handle this, but it's just kind of a crazy time, crazy yeah. time for malls. So those are two stories. We actually have more retail news to get to. Of course, obviously we're the shop girls. Um, we yeah. are at the um, Craft Council, American Craft Council show in St. Paul. When we get back, we'll tell you a little bit about what's going on right here and why you need to get over here quickly. Okay, I'm here. Okay, we'll be right back. Pam Diamond discovering that headphones are not good for curly hair. <laughs> but she likes the well, music that's right. she's dancing. That's right. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Thanks for tuning in. We are live today and couldn't be happier to be at the American Craft Council show right here in St. Paul, headquarters for the American Craft Council. And Pam, thanks so much for bringing us here and for telling us a little bit about because there's like a lot to take in. I knew you would love it. Yes. Uh, what can I say? Fun. I mean, this is just your people. It right? really Creativity, is. gorgeous jewelry, Absolutely. gorgeous fashion. So let's, first of all, let's tell everybody where we are. We're at the River Center. We're at River Center, and we'll be here today from 10 till 6, mm -hmm. and tomorrow from 11 to 5. Okay, so plenty of time to get here. Um, so tell people, I think craft still, and you and I have talked about this for years, kind of confuses people a little yes. bit. So tell people a little bit about yeah, what the American I had Craft Council is. When I told them that you know, this was happening, and they said, oh, it's just like people that yeah. make little things. I said, no. No, 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 no. People that make little things, big no. things, and amazing things. We yes. do not have macaroni, sprayed gold pencil, oh, noodle pencil shoot. holders. That's no, what I was looking for. I know, I was that's going to that for Mother's Day. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so this is about craftsmanship. Um, this, the American Craft Council is celebrating our 75th year. Wow. And we opened a marketplace as a pathway for professional studio artists to sell their wares back in the 70s. Joan Mondale was very instrumental oh, in bringing this right. show here. Sam wow. Grabowski, Joan Mondale, for yeah. any of you that remember those names. This yep. was long before we talked about makers yes. and before yeah. we were, you know, I yes. mean, this was the original. It was the original maker movement in the yep. 70s, and now we're in a renaissance of making again. Um, people want to know who made a product, where the, the materials were sourced. So again, you asked, what's the difference in craft? This is hand-blown glass and beautiful. Artists have been trained in metal smithing. They're making gorgeous jewelry out of all kinds of materials and gorgeous pottery, woven materials. So one of a kind, we call it the Neiman Marcus of, <laughs> I like of that. craft. Yeah, yeah, very I, good. Our friend Grant Whitaker coined that. That it's is unique, good. Of course he did. Couture craft, so yeah. really beautiful things. And all and price points. And, all price points. So I don't want to scare people. No, no, no. Yeah. And from around the country. Uh, not, around the country, we always we have four regional shows. So we're in San Francisco, Atlanta, Baltimore, and the Twin Cities. All right, but these people who are yeah. here and who obviously they're professionals. They're these professionals. Are not people making something in their basement when they're not at the this show. Yes. Where are they? Are do they do other 
shows, they're in galleries, they're in museums, you know, they're on the well, circuit. But Pam yeah. just introduced me to this. You have to see it. You'll love the bags. Um, oh, Julie to, Meyer? Uh, to Julie Audrey Meyer Modern. Or to, to Audrey Modern, who she's a, she lives in San Francisco. Yeah. She's was a dental hygienist. Yeah. For, oh. She's been in the business for like 38 years. Five years ago, <laughs> she started making these amazing bags, and she's so talented. And now, I mean, she's still, she's down to one day a week at the dentist. Oh, at the dentist's kidding. office and she and here she is and this is sort yep. of her next oh, next career well i can't wait to see those bags well, yeah we, we have a pathway for artists so we start with our school to market program where an instructor will work with art students interested in having a career and they have to put together a space they have to develop a line they need to market it they have to put down their phones and actually talk to people Ooh, when they're at the show scary. and really sell their work <laughs> and then i brought allison over to what we call our hip pop pods that is a community booth. It's a pop-up space with six different emerging artists. Mm. And it's a pathway for them to test their product line at a show like this with buyers that really know what they're looking at and want to invest in the handmade unique objects. And we they're mentored for three years with a master artist, someone that's been on the show circuit maybe 20, 30, 40 years. Wow. And then we, you get to graduate to a regular booth, mm -hmm. and you know. But yeah, they such travel a great opportunity. The country. So, do you go around, or do people yes. go around looking for these people? I mean, how yes. do you? Both and yeah. both okay. and. So we are the oldest juried show in the country, um, and we were the first really to be in this marketplace before this. You could go to a craft show every night of the week. Mm -hmm. You really, it's yeah. become so popular, and I think what craft means in that way. Um, and that Domino's Pizza even uses the word, they're crafting pizzas. They're talking about <laughs> quality. Ooh, okay. They're really saying quality and curated and so forth. But it's a, it's, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the show, you have to have, your work has to be fresh and relevant and price right to get into the show every year. Artists will say, we like that little bit of tension. It pushes us mm -hmm. to continue to grow and evolve and put out Keep new coming work up that with people new love. Ideas. And I'm new curious, ideas. Pam, though, especially as you hit on that whole, you know, that craft has become, the, you know, just like we use, you know, curate and craft and it's authentic and all these things that, you know, are very relevant today. Do a little bit, does the American Craft Council, do you roll your eyes like, yeah, we've been doing this for oh, it's a funny. long it's time, funny. <laughs> long before Instagram. Like you go to maker shows and oh, things like I get that. A, I get a huge chuckle out of it. I think it's wonderful for the industry. It's wonderful for artists. It's bringing a lot of awareness to people that have chosen a different path, a very authentic path, and that's enviable. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of people say... You get to travel around the country. You get to be your own boss. You don't have to sit in a cubicle putting mm -hmm. pushing papers. Yeah. yeah, there's pros and cons to every kind of profession. Yeah. But yeah, it's really brought a lot of awareness. Um, but we're so much more than a marketplace. We are the largest nonprofit producer of shows in the country. Hmm. So when the artists at LUS, do the artists pay a booth fee? Yes, yeah, this is good. a business. We're, in essence, renting out real estate for them to show their wares. We support it with marketing, with programming. But every dollar is invested back in helping artists achieve what they're trying to achieve in their life. So they have to invest in their own They're investing in their own. Really? There's 230 yeah. small businesses that pop up. For yeah, three that's days. What this and is. Yeah. That's what this is. Okay, I can we talk for just one second about the social media mentors? Yes. I saw these kids walking by and they have the t shirts on that say social media mentors. And I love that the mentors are like, you know, 12, 12. years old. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what what is that? Well, um, so 
as an artist, I have an artist temperament myself. I'm very right brain. I would never read a manual to save my life. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, why would yeah. I read the manual? Yeah. Right. But <laughs> if you show me how to knit, I will knit a sweater 10 minutes later. I just need experiential learners. We're mm -hmm. very right brain. So we've been sending out these social media kits on how easy it is to get on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. No one's reading them. So, well, I, oh my I, gosh. the younger artists know how to do this. Yeah. Mean, people are born with it. But some of our artists have been doing this for a long time, just don't understand the it's social media their, thing, right? Yeah, it's not, not their part thing. of the generation, but it's a necessity to market yourself on social media in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And so we're finally sending around young people. It's like, do you have grandkids no. that go, help me plug in yeah. those cords, right? <laughs> like, tell me what cord goes where. Yeah. So they're literally experientially teaching them how to do it and That's showing great. how simple it is and how to take the right shot and how to like and and then there's this instant gratification of course that comes when people start liking you. Sure. So there, that's what we did. That's very fun. And that we're testing it here. Different ways of support. I mean, you think yes. about helping the young yes. artists come up, but I mean, you yeah. know, yes. everybody needs yes. help in different ways. Absolutely. Um, let's tell everybody about the little uh, giveaway the little, the that giveaway. you have going on just for my talk listeners. So if you're listening right now, we would love you to come down today or tomorrow. And all we need you to do is go to the console booth and say, I heard you on FM, we heard you on FM 107. Mm -hmm. And you can put your name into a craft console bag. And we're going to do a drawing for one person. Um, for a fifty dollar certificate towards a purchase of a handmade item at our of shop. anything. I heard of anything. you. I yeah, heard right. You. <laughs> I don't you think we're eligible. Oh, right. I'm so and it's right Darn. next to where we are, which is really just in the middle of the showroom floor. Yep. It's easy to spot. There's this lovely like, American Craft Council sort of information booth, and that's where you go and just yeah. tell them you heard about it on my talk. I heard yep. it on my talk. Awesome. Well, yes. thank you. Thanks, um, Ellie. And, and we're and really we're going to talk next about um, an event that we're doing right after radio. So if you come now, you can catch up and then be here for the event and tell everybody what it's called. So we Pam? have uh, four interior designers that have styled rooms around a theme called Color Story and their rooms were inspired by the beautiful home decor pieces at our show that artists have made. And they're going to be coupled with our four professional stylists that are going to create the persona that lives in those spaces. It's a collaboration between stylist and designer. Allie's going to moderate it for us. And, and we're going to talk to one of the, talk to the, the designers. We're yeah. going to do that next. So don't go away. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks, Pam. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071, live from the American Craft Council show in St. Paul, going on all weekend. If you're on your way here, and I know you are, everybody, um, make is. sure you go to the information booth and just tell them you heard about it on My Talk. You might win $50 to put towards a lot of really good Ooh, things. So I many could good give things. you a list. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom. Harmony, super excited to be joined. Now, we were talking about one of the programs coming up this afternoon, and we've got interior designer Sally Wheaton Husha, and we've got stylist extraordinaire Christina Fortier. Thank Fortier. you for joining Fortier. us. Fortier. Both of you with like such glamorous us. names, yes. really. Um, so, you two have been paired up to do a really cool kind of live demonstration of all that is wonderful about design and art. So, where should we 
start? Sally, should we start with the room? We can start with the room. We okay. uh, four, four of the four designers were invited to incorporate their own selected craftspeople's objects um, and create a room or a vignette around those objects. And it's literally a room. Yeah, I mean, it is that you room. can see, like, you could just you take the whole thing out of there and, and put it in your house. Walk in and sit Ooh, down and yeah. read a book. And, oh, and, yeah. and, and Sally, them. when you, as an interior designer, when you were asked to do that, do you have to pull all the elements of the room from artists here at the show, or how does that work? Most of the, well, all of the objects in the show, that's really the focus. That's the showcase and the reason of uh, you know, that we're doing this is to show people how to integrate. Yeah. Thanks. Um, integrate artisans' work, different media, glass, metal, functional pieces, non-functional pieces, into a room setting. Okay, so what was your, where do you start? So I, in January, the uh, Pam Diamond invites all the designers individually <laughs> to go to the ACC offices and scroll through all of oh, the artists' work. Okay. Check and so you look at each and every one and you go, yes, so was there one object that you kind of like zeroed in on and that inspired everything or what did you there were three or four okay and, what were they? and one was um, a, and I've used him in a past room uh, vignette Fred Kemmer who's a glass blower and he does exquisite and in, in this case golden yellow glass vases with mm. black streaks through them and they're just really they just you know pop out from the dark, muddy colors of, of any room. Mm -hmm. The other one is a furniture maker, uh, Louis Andrew, who welds steel washers together, sounds weird, and creates tables and oh my chairs, and he's awesome. Huh, where is and he from? Is he, he, is he, local, is, is he? he is local, oh, he is local. Yeah, he wow. is local. Um, and his was one of the scrolled past, wait, stop. Go back. I haven't seen anything like yeah. that before. And I said, I need to I need to use that piece. Okay. So his table is one of the pieces. I've got three of Fred Kemmer's pieces. I have a Shibori scarf from Laura Hunter. And I'm wearing a piece yes, of jewelry by Barbara Kinghorn. Yeah. Beautiful flower. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous. She does beautiful. She, so she really how do does. you, I'm going to get to you in just one second, oh, Christina, no. I promise. Um, but Sally, how do you, how would you describe the overall vibe of your room? Relaxed luxury. Oh, I like that. I would say. <laughs> oh, I can get it. I, I try exactly to that. keep the furniture and the rugs white so that the art, which two paintings by my husband, who's a painter, oh. and the objects mm -hmm. really stood out. So didn't get confused with other color and pattern, but just the objects, mm -hmm. you know, are okay. speaking for themselves. Okay, so then along comes Christina. It was so her. exciting to hear that I was partnered with Sally on this challenge because Thanks. she is pure luxury. Her rooms, I follow your stuff, I watch your houses that you read too, and she's like, oh, it's just luxury. So, like, so was that... It, what, that was what inspiring it, in and of itself. Yeah, and um, so now you are charged with putting together an outfit... Correct. Befitting the room because we always like to here. match and our rooms. Yes, I do. Right? I do it every day. <laughs> and are all of the uh, wearables from the show, or did you every have to go? Wearable everything piece oh. I will be pulling okay, and putting onto the here. model is from here. And our we go live into our rooms and reveal the model at two o'clock today. So don't miss that. I can't wait. But it's Very so exciting. fun. And her room is yellow, so that color totally inspired me. And I thought back of a photo that I saw of Grace. 
Coddington in a oh. yellow room, and I was like, that is it. It is her birthday weekend. It is meant to be. Oh. My model oh, is going to become a young Grace Coddington. <laughs> the <laughs> epitome of relaxed luxury, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. So luxury exactly. all weekend, um, and so excited. The, the pieces are really amazing quality, and they these really artisans are. hand make everything and use materials in ways that I've never seen um, before. I've had skateboard parts turned into earrings and metal wow. work oh, really? coated in plastic resin and right. dipped. And rubber jackets. Ru yeah, rubber <laughs> rain jackets <laughs> or motorcycle um, leather tires turned into... Is that into what that is? The, the yeah. flower yeah. that Sally is wearing is on her jacket? Oh my goodness. Repurposed. Yeah. Repurposed. Yeah. So yeah. with it being Earth Day and all, let's keep yes, sustainable. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's these artists point. have such, yeah, such a great eye yeah. for... Envision. Envision, yeah. And the cool thing is you get to go into these booths and it's usually the artist. It's usually the designer or artisan. Right. You know, as a stylist, I'm pulling all of the time, a lot of times from shops where I'm not meeting the designer and talking right. to the designer unless I'm at their fashion week show. So being here, that intimate connection of hearing process, I'm an artist. I love to hear process. That's the most exciting part to me about fashion. Exactly. And so what's fun for me is choosing the object and then meeting the person behind the object. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you so know, just are you surprised sometimes? So sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if for people listening who are coming, maybe people who've never been here before, what advice would you give them or are there things you would call out for people who are going to attempt to take it all in today? Oh, take it all in today. There's a lot. So plan like some break times. There's great little snack areas around, but take breaks. Comfortable so, shoes and hydrate. Comfortable shoes oh, yeah. and hydrate. Shoes and hydrate. Bring, you know, bring yeah. a great fanny pack or right. you know, a, a trendy bag. Because yeah. are there going to I mean, I'm sure you there are too many to, to mention, but if there were just like a couple of, um, for you, Christina, with fashion, are there things you would call out that people should make couple sure they see? they should make oh, sure they go to someone you discovered? I absolutely um, love all of the jewelry here. You know, yeah. I think that that's a must-have, but the bags, the bags this year. I agree. There are so many bags. Yes. If you need a great pop of color or texture for your spring looks, and hey, Mother's Day is just around the corner, guys. Yes. 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 It is, the bags are incredible. So I think that I've been impressed um, immensely. This is my third year being here, and the talent and growth of the wearables category is incredible. Is it, so. And I saw like Kunye jewelry, which I've featured in the magazine before. I mean, she has earrings that are, you know, $30. It isn't all really? like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, and I mean, me adorable. The right They're all different There's price points. something which for is every, nice. yeah. every And I just range. walked by the University of Wisconsin has a booth here. And there's student artists here selling pottery and jewelry. And oh. it's like, wow, that's amazing that yeah. their school allows them yeah. a platform to that come in and sell their art. So I can't so wait to cool. feature a student yep. piece and today. And they're directly across from your right style across slam. from us. Yeah. Yeah. Fringe and Fettel <laughs> is yep. here, ceramics. And I mean, some of the some of the artisans that you're seeing pop up at smaller events around town, you know, then kind of make it to that next yeah. level and you see them right. here, right. which is really cool. Right. It's great exposure. Sally, them. while we have you here, what, beyond the show mm -hmm. and beyond the craft show, what are you excited about right now? What, what are you loving for interior design? If we were going to, you know, do an update, what should we be thinking about at oh. home? What God, colors, gosh. especially. I want to know what colors well, you Well, I always said. wait for the Pantone color, which this yeah. year is violet, right. so I moved on from yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tell, wait, it, tell it, us it, how it, you it, really it, feel. It, it, it's beautiful. Slight shade. <laughs> towards the like, what am I going to do with that? Um, it's not very Minnesotan to not <laughs> like shades of purple. Right, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I chose gold for my room, kind of a yellow gold, as Christine said, that just acts like a beacon. And I think when you incorporate elements in one's room that really call your eye to 
look at it and be with it. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I do. You know, I encourage people to layer, Mm -hmm. to not match necessarily, to push the envelope a little bit, bring things in that you love, because I believe that ultimately if you love everything in the room, it's going to look good together. Yeah. What color, what colors are in your home? Oh, my husband normally likes white walls. That's not the answer he wanted. (laughs) Really? But, but our objects usually, and we collect craft. We have a lot of ceramics. We have some glass. We have a lot of artwork on the wall. Yeah. So that's what brings the color. That's what brings the color. Okay. Okay. And Christine, what about you? What are you loving in fashion? I love your beacon pot for sure. That's, that's absolutely where I am. You know, I follow a trend, but I feel fashion. If that makes That's sense, good. you know. Yeah. So I think as I've been walking around here, I'm so excited about layers, light layers, knit layers, um, the fluidity and movement of things for me is kind of big right now. So I love pieces that move, and I'm pretty basic in my neutral palette of what I personally wear. Mm-hmm. But being able to pop that with a fun accessory, exactly, so a different pop of color, kind of that beacon accessory. That's an easy way. I wear yeah. black all the time. Yeah. I can find some amazing <laughs> color here, and then I'm good to go. It's, so right. Both, we should say that both of our guests are head to toe black. Yes, right they now. are. Yes. Yes. But they've made it very interesting <laughs> with texture and layers yes. and accessories. Right. Absolutely. Well, you probably uh, have a little bit of work to do to get ready we have for. To get yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> 2 o'clock, right in the middle of the show here, that's where you're doing um, the Style Slam, right? Is that what we're calling it? Yes. Style Slam. Yes. And the, our segment is the Make at Room. So Make Room. Make Excellent. And that's at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Um, and on your way to see them, you want to stop at the um, Craft Council information booth and just say, I heard about it on my talk. That's right. And you could earn a little spending money. Could get a which $50 good. gift yeah. certificate yeah. for something. All right. Well, can't wait to see what you've come up with. It's really it's exciting to it's see. Yeah, just kind of all the creativity come together. Thanks, both of you. <laughs> Thank for you so much. Thank really you. appreciate Thank it. You. We will be right back with more Shop Girls. Next up is whose look is it anyway and we've got a couple of real doozies to talk about that's coming up next Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. Hope you're having a great Saturday. It's sunny out there. So many things going on this weekend. You know, Junk Bonanza is going on. We are live at the American Craft Council show in St. Paul. It's um, Record Store Day. Oh, that's right. Ste- that's... I can't wait to see on social media where Stephanie March is hitting like every record oh, store. Oh, I know. She was talking about that on she, Weekly Oh, Dish. my gosh. As soon as it was over, she's she was, out there. She's she and the boys. She's just well, headed she out. might be in the car on the way. Hi, she can't Stephanie. listen to my in the car. No, that's right. Maybe that's right. if maybe she can. She should I don't see know. all the vinyl records I have. She'd probably be excited if she saw all I have. What, what do you do with them? Um, I look them for at the ones in a while they're down my basement. <laughs> yeah. Paul, am I on? Because I do you still have sound. Um, do you still okay. have like the Bee Gees and all of our like Saturday yeah. Night Fever? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got all those. So, I remember um, having Grease on vinyl. Yeah. yeah. All the good yep. ones. Oh, so. Air Supply. Little yeah. air supply. Oh my gosh. Well, it is that time in the show where we take a look at a trend and we analyze it and then we decide if we want to embrace it. Whose look is it anyway? Give me she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Well, this week, it feels like we would be remiss if we didn't discuss 
pearls. Yeah. Fake pearls be. in particular right. as an homage to the late, great Barbara right. Bush. Her, I believe her funeral is going on as we are speaking. Is that right? right? Yeah. yeah. In Texas? Yes. Or in, okay. in Houston. Okay. And she just became synonymous with pearls. And Vanessa Friedman wrote a, a wonderful um, article in the New York Times about her and how she really brought the whole look and that so many first ladies have worn them since but she hated fashion we yes, should just that say that was not her thing oh she my was gosh. absolutely she was interested in literacy and her family and all of that and uh, she th what Vanessa Will Vanessa Williams Vanessa Friedman said is that the pearls kind of really reflected her approach to the job because they were practical with humor and understanding of tradition and her personality in a way just kind of re it, it let women relate to her um, and I, the thing that I absolutely loved is she said she got to the point that she wore them so much that she was afraid if she actually took them off that her head would fall off. So she thought she better keep wearing them. Um, the pearls she wore, it was three strands, and they were Kenneth Lane, uh, who was the jeweler. They sold, the pearls sold for about $150. And she said, at, later in life as she wore them, she said part of it was to actually hide the wrinkles. <laughs> Which I guess, that's you know, funny. after I heard that, I thought, mm, that's really maybe that's funny. not a bad idea. Yeah. It's fashionable, but uh -huh. um, it's it serves a purpose, yeah. too. But anyway, they, I you love know, that. they always look ladylike. Well, I mean, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people um, drinking bourbon this week because the word got out that her last drink that she shared with her family, she had a she had a shot of bourbon oh, the day before that. she died. Um, but a lot of people wearing pearls this week, you know, yeah. just to kind of pay their respects. I don't know. You think we'll see a big uh, big uptick? I don't think pearls ever go out no. of fashion. And in I fact, think. I mean, really, it was you know last year. We were in, at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. We were we did a whole trend story about like modern ways to wear pearls. Do you remember we had like denim with yes, pearls on, yes. you know, denim jackets with yep. pearls baked in and shoes and all sorts of like unusual ways it, right. to, to wear pearls. Right. So they're so, always there. Yeah, I I think so too. And and I think you know I think the nicest thing about it was that they were fake pearls. They weren't, yeah. you know, they didn't have to be the, the real thing. They looked pretty. She wore them whether she was wearing uh, a dress to the inaugural, inaugural ball or a suit or whatever. And, right. And it's, uh, I think it's hard to see them and not think of Barbara Bush. So it's a very interesting homage. Right. So we give a thumbs up. We do. A double we thumbs do. up to pearls. Never go out of style. And, I mean, really sort of work for everybody. Yep. At every Absolutely. stage. Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, Coachella. Gosh, yeah. first of all, I... Did you pay much attention this year to it other than Beyonce being the Have you seen step? Beyonce's performance? No. I need to I stream it. I have not it. seen it. Oh my gosh, I couldn't, we were in the car, in the blizzard, and oh. I'm reading all the headlines, yeah. and everybody's saying, you know, this was not a performance, this was a cultural moment, yeah, this was, no, I mean, I it was such a big it. deal, if you got to see it, you're so lucky, and I want to see it, so I've got okay. to, I think you can stream it, I just haven't had a chance Let to do that, know. maybe this weekend, but, um, the, of course, Coachella always makes headlines for the fashion as well, and uh, I have a story in Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, um, in the April issue, you know, 
know, kind of riffing off of festival style. For, oh, yeah. You know, festival for the rest of us who go to work and yes. live in the middle of the country and, yeah. you know, it's cold and all, you know, and all, exactly. the, all these different things. And maybe we're not, you know, super hippy dippy, but you can take a little bit of, you know, spring inspiration from it with little touches of, of fringe or, you know, adding a little color or Mesh the materials. Or right. But one of the big trends at Coachella was not really wearing very much, right? No, they never do. It was the shorts and, get ready for it, I'm sorry to even have to tell you this, crop tops. Not yeah. not just, I mean, barely even crop, you know, a few years ago, like I feel like we were doing... Halters, yeah, right? they're basically like a bra. Halters. It's basically yeah. a bra. Yeah. A strapless bra, yeah. no oh, less. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, a strapless yes. bra. So, but the only thing that they took away from this is the whole idea of it's like a, tube a top. matching outfit. Yes. That forget about, you know, maybe you're not going to wear the tube top, but the idea of just something that matches mm -hmm. seemed to be the way a lot of them were going. I don't um, know if I can get behind that. I mean, just the whole, I, I mean, I know it's been coming back and doing like the suit and, you know, a floral head to toe, unless you were going really over the top and you were wearing like a really bold print and you're just going to do it up and wear, you know, the matching well, suit. I just don't know. Well, see, I don't think it seemed that unique. I mean, what is unique about wearing a black jacket and pants that match? Well, if it's Everybody black, does it. but most of well, these are patterned, I know, and so it's the but, idea of wearing okay. even, and not even like a traditional suit, but wearing like a denim jacket, for example, a denim jacket that is, you know, white with a floral print, and then a mini skirt that's the same print. How do you feel about that? I feel that it's fine. You do? I do. Okay. I, think, I mean, I, I'm looking at a picture right now. It's not like a huge print. We'll it's put very it on, subtle. We'll put it online, too, yeah, on the Shop Girls page at my a subtle print, and I think it looks good together. Or the the one of the writers uh, that had been there said that she bought a black top and short set, and then she wore them separately mm -hmm. on the weekend as well. Yeah. So I mean, I you know I think it depends how you interpret yes. the trend. But I just it, I never think it's but a whole, awesome a little, news. When I when tube I, top yeah. and shorts, I will not be wearing. The tube top frightens me. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's not going to no, happen. Thank no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. All right. We are at the Craft Council Show. We'll be back with another hour. Thanks for joining us. Don't go away or get over here and join us. Oh, We'd love yeah. to see you in St. Paul. We'll be back with more Shop Girls right after this. <laughs>